today we are starting the third part to our Increase Your Net Worth series. This week, we are going to show you exactly how you can start to quickly, and I mean quickly, increase your net worth. The great part about this week's episode is that it's super easy to do, super easy to implement. Everything is totally on you, and it's easy to track and see where you're making a tremendous impact almost immediately. If you'll start to directly work on this, you will be better off for it, and so will your net worth. Here we go as we jump into part three of the Increase Your Net Worth series. Welcome to the Financial Mirror. Financial Mirror. Where future success is reflected in our knowledge of fixing the one thing we can control ourselves. Thanks for joining me today on the Financial Mirror as we continue to improve the one thing you can control yourself. If this is the first time you're joining in, don't forget to hit subscribe on YouTube to be notified of all the new episodes as they are released. If you are listening to this on a podcast platform of your choice, don't forget to like and subscribe to the podcast. That is truly, truly a tremendous help to getting this information out to more listeners. If you are on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, they give you the option to leave a five-star review. And five stars is just what this podcast deserves. Leave a comment on Apple as that does help to grow the community and uh, reach further and further across the algorithm to more listeners so that we can, as a group, help people with their personal finances because that's what it is all about. Don't hold this knowledge close to you. Give it to everybody else. The more people around you are better with finances, the more your life is enjoyable, right? Think about all the happy faces when people are just giving generously. Uh, they're not stressing over debt. They're doing all of these wonderful things. They're investing. You're talking about all the great gains you have in the market. And all in all, you you talk about each part of this Increase Your Net Worth series with your friends and family members, and you all get better together. That's a lot. That was a lot right there. But anyways, let's jump into this part. So the last two parts of the Increase Your Net Worth series, uh, I've started it off with a telling you about a half marathon that I did. Well, guess what? This weekend, I did not. I did not do a half marathon this weekend. I did lawn work. So I guess that was a half marathon, I guess. Uh, but I ran errands. I did a, a lawn work, no half marathons. I do have one coming up in May, but I, I know you were probably thinking this guy is going to do a half marathon every single part of this entire eight part series. And I'm sorry I let you down. I am not doing that, uh, but I will get another one in in May. So stay tuned. We'll see how that one goes. But uh Fully recovered from the last two that were over the last two weekends. So we are jumping right into getting ready for the next one. I don't currently, you know, where I'm at is I just don't do that much training. I do jujitsu. I do uh, some running. I do some spin bike. I do some working out. That kind of just gets me ready for half marathons. I don't really train for them if I'm totally honest. Um, Just what I do. 
just do all these other things. And it keeps me in good enough shape to go out and execute when it's time for a half marathon. So uh, hopefully I just, I don't get injured. That's all I ask is just don't get injured. I've dealt with injuries for quite some time and I'm just, I'm, I'm tired of being injured. So let's do this. Step three, part three of this eight part series. That's what we're getting on today. I've started this series off every single week, kind of going over this exact same thing. So bear with me uh, every week as we go through this first part. But each each episode of this series is a different action step that you can take to increase your net worth, right? Because ultimately, what we're trying to do is through these individual steps, we're building muscles. We're building those muscles that allow us to overcome challenges and obstacles and ultimately increase our net worth, right? But what is net worth? Well, easiest said net worth is simply if this is the first time that you've uh, found this series, I'd go back and listen to the part one and part two, but this part is the same in every, this first initial uh, intro is the same in all the parts of the series because I just want people to have an understanding of everything, no matter what if you catch me at episode eight of this series, I want you to have the same understanding of what these things are. But what is net worth? Easiest said is your total assets minus your total liabilities, right? Uh, total amount of cash, for example, in real estate and investments, all of those things create all of your assets. And then you're going to subtract all of the debt that you owe, any, any type of debt. So if you have a home and a mortgage, the home is an asset. The mortgage that ties to it is debt. So you kind of got you got to balance that out. So if your house is worth five hundred thousand, but you have a mortgage that is four hundred fifty thousand, you have a net worth of fifty thousand because you got to you got to do the math on the two. I start with this every week because as you think about this, I want you to realize that your total asset minus your liability. The easiest way to increase it is to just either increase the the left side of the equation which is your assets or decrease the right side of the equation which is those liabilities so eliminate all liabilities and then every all of your assets is your net worth but that's kind of where we're where we've walked through so far we've talked about getting out of debt we've talked about budgeting and today we're going to talk about something totally totally different but this is is super crucial and actually if I'm totally honest, besides budgeting is probably one of the easier things to do to increase your net worth. Probably one of the easier things to do. We're going to talk through a lot of different things over the coming weeks, but this is one of the easier things that you can do to increase your net worth. So if you'll just go, you know, walk away from this episode and, and say, you know what, I'm going to do that. I'm telling you, this is hands down super easy to do. Okay. So no matter where you're at in your financial journey, um, the only thing, and let me throw this out there because I do want to say this is that through all of these steps of increasing your net worth, right? Step two of budgeting is something everybody needs to do. And we talked about that last week. Go listen to that episode if you missed it. Step one of this increase your net worth series was all about getting out of debt. And getting that thing, the, everything on the on the right side of this equation of net worth, where you're we're eliminating debt, we I want you to focus on that. I want you to truly focus on that. 
uh, before you start jumping into this type of stuff, right? So pretty much step three and on uh, needs to happen after you're out of debt. But step one, if that's where you're at right now, if you have debt, uh, and I, when I see when I'm talking debt, I'm talking everything but your uh, home mortgage, right? Your primary residence mortgage. It's the only thing that that I, I uh, you know, am, am not telling you to hold off until you pay off your house before you do these other things, okay? But any other type of debt needs to be gone before you start step three, which is this one this week. So just keep that in mind. Uh, go listen to the first episode and talk through a lot of a lot of the debt pieces. Uh, but go go listen to that, and it'll give you some insight into uh, where we're going now. Let's jump into this series, this part because uh, we're we're talking about savings rates. So what are savings rates? Well, simply put. Uh, this is straight from Investopedia. Savings rate is a measurement of the amount of money expressed as a percentage a person deducts from their personal, their dis, uh, disposable personal income to set aside uh, for, it, it says nest egg or for retirement, but um, I'm just going to say for savings, right? For, for you're setting aside money out of your disposable personal income for savings. Okay. Key takeaways there savings rates percentage. It's coming out of your personal income, and it is is a true reflection of um, the the um, amount of money that you are uh, strategically putting somewhere else and not spending. Okay, so that's kind of what savings rate is. Now, why does this matter, right? Why does this matter? So, why does a savings rate matter? Well, simply put, savings rate is directly, and I mean directly, contributed to how fast you increase your net worth. And, and there's nothing outside of this that direct that more directly contributes to the increasing of your net worth. Okay, nothing, nothing. This is this is a one day one priority right here. This is what matters. So. And it's going to play into all the rest of the steps. So four to eight, four, five, six, seven, eight are all going to sort of be contributed um, based off of this for the most part, right? For the most part. Now, that's why it matters. It matters because if you can if you can determine how much money you can set aside each month, each week, each year, and build a certain savings rate, that is how you can do things like build billboard wealth, give more generously to people that, that you think are in need, um, and ultimately retire early if that's a if that's something that you are interested in. I, I brought up I wanted to throw up this chart. So save more, retire early. Uh, this was this source is from financialsamurai.com. Uh, but going through kind of based off of your savings rate, how many working years it would take someone to retire. So the average savings rate is 2.5%, right? 2.5%. Um, kind of where, where you know, it, it the rubber meets the road, it gets you down to about 37 working years if, is if you're doing about a 20% uh, you have about a 20% savings rate that gets you at about 37 working years until you can retire. 
target savings rate is a lot of people try to do 50-50, right? 50-50, 50% 50 saved of their income. Uh, That puts you at about 17 working years total. And then obviously, if you want to start getting more into like early retirement and all those type of things, you just go up, 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 save more than you spend, and you can be on your way to that. Now, I go through this because this is just a visual of of sort of how savings rate affect your ability to put aside money. But this this is kind of geared toward people that want to retire early and how many working years it takes. But I don't I'm not using this for that sense. I'm using this just to show you that kind of 20 percent is is kind of where I expect a lot of people to be. If you're not saving 20% of your money uh, every single month, every single year, you're kind of behind the curve, right? You're kind of behind the curve. Uh, I talk a lot and I teach a lot. I teach off of Dave Ramsey's principles and 15% of your money goes toward retirement. What this is doing is allowing 15% to go toward retirement and 5% to be invested somewhere else, also growing, right? That's kind of the basis here, right? So 15% going to some type of retirement advantaged account and 5% going to other means, right? So it gets you to about a 20% reti- uh, savings rate. Now, that's all good, but how do you get there, right? Like if that's kind of the minimum of what is being being discussed here because that's kind of where I would expect you to be. I would ex- expect you to try to get to like 20% if you can. 20%, uh, 15% at a minimum, right? If you're out of debt that you're going toward retirement, but trying to build some savings, trying to build some of that nest egg, trying to throw money into other investment areas, uh, very crucial to building wealth, right? Very crucial. So you can't just stop at uh, building wealth inside of your, you know, well, I contribute 15% to my 401k. Okay. That's, that's cool. Yeah. And I've, and I've got a fully funded emergency fund. Okay, cool. Where else are you, you helping build wealth, right? Like where else? Um, but that's kind of where I, I want to challenge you today. I want to challenge you. Let's try to get to 20% and 20%. And, and, and the reason that I'm saying that is because like I said before, all the future episodes that are pretty much coming up, uh, I think minus one in the increase your net worth series are contributed around like what you can do with that 5%, right? What can you do with that 5%? Or if you got up to 30%, what can you do with that other 15%? So forth and so on. But I wanted to give you in today's episode a way to combine what we learned last week with this week and talk about how can I get to a 20% savings rate with my budget? Well, pretty easy right? Pretty easy. There's a 50, 30, 20 budget rule um, that is very easy to follow, very easy to follow, but it kind of just, it it flows right into savings rate, right? And it puts you at that 20%. So if you'll look at your budget, 50% of your budget should go toward needs, right? That's going to be housing. That's going to be food. It's going to be transportation. It's going to be bills and utilities. It's going to be insurances. That's going to be any type of, um, it in my thing right here, I should have deleted car payments, uh, not car payments, car payments is a debt. And <laughs> that goes into the 20% if you're trying to get out of debt. But let's just say uh, car payments don't exist right here. Okay. 50% goes toward those things. Wants. 30% goes toward wants. 
travel, retirement, eating out. Like, uh, I don't want to, I say food on needs and food can constitute as a need and eating out can be a need. This is kind of a guideline principle. I say like, if you're going out to eat constantly, you're probably, that's, that's become a want, right? You have the ability to cook and, and, and furnish your meals from your home. If you're going out to eat three days, three meals a day, seven days a week, that's become more of a want at that point, right? So 30% needs to come out of that. Shopping is a want. Hobbies are wants. But these are all things that fall into that 30%. Now, what does that leave you with? Well, that leaves you with the 20% savings. That goes toward investment. That goes toward retirement. That goes toward your emergency fund, right? If you're in debt, once you get to a $1,000 emergency fund, all the rest of it goes toward 20% would be going towards debt payments, right? If you're in debt, 20% of your income should be going towards your debt payments. Um, and if you want my opinion, if you can tr- like really trim that 30% off of your wants, that can go toward uh, debt payments. Same goes for the savings, right? This is a good starting point for the 50, 30, 20 is a good starting point. But people ask, well, how do you get to 50% savings rate, right? If 50% of my income like goes towards needs, how do I get to a 50% savings rate? Well, you you could probably add up and, and realize people give up a lot of their wants to get to a 50% savings rate, right? People get to give up a lot of wants. They give up travel. They give up entertainment. They give up eating out, you know, constantly eating out. They give up shopping. They give up hobbies, right? Or they find free hobbies. Those are, that's how people move up that spectrum. That's how they move and increase that savings rate is by giving up other things. And then I'm just going to answer your other question. Your other question is, well, how do people get to a a 70% savings rate? Well, 50, if I just have to give up wants to get to a 50, how do I get to a 70? Well, people drop those needs and live way below their means, i.e. 10% of their income goes toward housing. Whereas a lot of other people, 25 to 30 is going toward housing, right? Groceries, they eat super frugally, right? Transportation, they find in, you know inexpensive ways to to get to where they need to be. Bills and utilities, they're very they they don't have all these uh, crazy utility bills, right? Like they they figure it out, like they get they get strategic with it. That's how they cut they cut it down to where their needs are only thirty percent, and that other twenty is going toward that savings rate. But that's how people do this, right? That's how people do it. They live below their means, way below their means sometimes to get higher savings rates. So this is just a good guideline. 50, 30, 20 is a good guideline for you to use to to try it out. But I want to give you some other tips that you can do uh, to hopefully help increase your savings rate as well, because that's a huge part of this is increase your savings rate will increase your net worth right? The more money you're saving, the more money you have to invest, the faster and higher your net worth will increase. So 50, 30, 20 is just a guideline, but use it. But I wanted to really quick give you four other tips that you can use to also increase your net worth. Number one is you cannot let lifestyle creep creep in, okay? You can't grow with your income. You can't get a raise then spend more money, then work to get another raise, 
then get the raise and spend more money, then work to get another raise and then get the raise and then spend more money. And so that all of a sudden you're constantly, constantly, constantly spending everything that you earn. That's not how you increase your net worth. That's not how you increase your savings rate, but it's easy to do. People get raises and they increase their spending. They're like, well, I got this raise. I earned this raise, right? I, I earned that new truck. I earned that new whatever, right? Whatever your hobby is. I earned that new set of golf clubs. I earned that new hunting rifle, that new bow. These are just things that I, I would want to buy, right? Um, but I earned those things. And then they get the raise and they spend more money. They spend more money. Not a good idea if you're trying to increase your savings rate. Number two, watch the big items in your budget. I circled a couple of these that are commonly very high in people's budget. Housing, like I said, 25 to 30% of their money goes toward housing. Insurance, 10 to 20%. Food, 10 to 15%. Transportation, 10 to 15%. Those are those big items, right? They, you hear this thing called like the latte effect, and it's just funny because people spend a lot of money on coffee nowadays. Like, um, I I'm a I'm a Black Rifle Coffee Club subscriber, so I pay monthly for a subscription on Black Rifle Coffee Club. Shout out to Black Rifle Coffee. I'm not paid by them at all, but their coffee is delicious. I do a pour over. I have my own little ratio that I do to make this perfect perfect cup of coffee every morning. And that cost me money, but if I if I did the math, it probably doesn't cost me but less, you know, 30 cents probably for a cup of coffee. So this latte effect is where people think that, um, you know, like you'll hear people say, oh, well, if you'll cut out that Starbucks every day, you'll you'll be a rich man one day. It's not true. You got to watch these big items. You got to watch the housing, the insurance, the food, the transportation, the subscriptions is running really rampant. Uh, but that's still not a big, that's still not a lot of like 10 or 15% of people's income. Okay. So these are the big items you got to watch. So watch them because they'll creep in on you. This is where lifestyle creep will happen. And you'll start to realize that a huge chunk of your money is going towards these things. So watch those. Tip three is to just track your savings rate. So I wanted to quickly uh, run through, I found this on Choose Five. Uh, Choose Fi is another podcast out there. Talks a lot about fi uh, financial independence. Um, great podcast, great uh, uh, articles that that uh, they have on the site. But they had this case study to show how different calculations for savings rate can be calculated. Uh, and they give you this little case study. But um, in this case study, there's a household income of a hundred thousand. Um, they contribute twenty thousand five hundred to four hundred one k annually. They save uh, ninety five hundred after tax. Estimated take home is um, about sixty two thousand. That's their estimated take home pay. So one hundred thousand gross minus the four hundred one k contribution minus the taxes. Okay, so one hundred thousand gross income, sixty two thousand take home. Uh, 20,500 saved in the 401k, 9,500 saved in after-tax savings. Now, three different methods right here that I threw on the screen from that website, from this uh, case study that talks about how you can calculate this, okay? How can you calculate this? Well, method one is probably the easiest and probably what a lot of people would, would use to, to calculate their savings rate. 
they're going to do their total savings like 401k contribution plus uh, after-tax savings. So in this case, the 20500 plus the 9500 and divided by their gross income. In this scenario, it gives them a 30% savings rate. Okay, 30% savings rate. Not bad. Not a terrible way to do it. Um, but not exactly, you know, great either. Okay, not exactly great either. Method two here is they take that same savings rate, right? Total 401k contribution plus total uh, monthly after-tax savings and divide it by net income, right? But this is going to give you a, an artificially high number because your savings came out of your income, right? Like your net, your, your 401k was pre-tax money, right? Pre-tax money. So that affects your, your, uh, bottom number of your equation here, right? That affects your bottom number. It decreases that and it doesn't look like you made as much, but you still made that money and you've, you've added it to the top of your equation. So it's going to artificially increase or make your, your top, your, uh, saving percentage, your savings rate high. Okay, so probably not the best method. Uh, method three, it takes your pre-tax, right? Take home your net take home, and adds back the your pre-tax contributions, right? Net take home and adds back your pre-tax contributions. So it's still your your bottom number is not so your bottom number is not gross but it's gross minus just the amount you paid in taxes, theoretically. And then your top number of this equation is all of your all of your savings contributions. So pre-tax, post-tax, normal, like everything. All, every money, every dollar you saved goes in the top. The bottom, you add back everything that was pre-tax and you only, you take your gross and you just pretty much minus your taxes, okay? And that gives you a better idea of your savings rate. Now, if you're asking me which one would I use, well, obviously method one is the easiest. You can see it's a little lower, right? Here it's 30% for that one. The recommended method here is, you know, I agree with, with ChooseFi that, you know, getting a more accurate representation of uh, your actual money saved, you know, including all the pre-tax and all that and separating the two. For this one, that one gives you a 36% and then that artificially high one puts you at almost a 50%, a 48 to be exact percent savings rate, which is not really accurate. Okay. So I, I do method one or method three here, but this is just an example of some ways that you can track it. So track it every year. You don't have to do this every month. Just look at it every year and say, okay, I'm at a 30%. How can I get it to a 33%? How can I get up to a 34%? I'm at a, I'm at a, 18%. How do I get to a 20%? But you got to know, you got to know first before you can, you can hop into what it is that you are actually trying to accomplish, right? Because remember that first chart I showed you talks a lot about uh, how savings rates affect your ability to retire, invest and build wealth. And in this case, increase your net worth. Now, number four, you need to automate your savings. This is my other tip 
final tip is automate your savings. Warren Buffett said, do not save what is left after spending, but spend what is left after saving, right? Automate this. You need to set a certain, if, if it's 5% that, you know, if you're going to do 15% into retirement, you know, to your 401k, you go change your 401k to 15%, go to figure out what 5% of your income is and automate that. Automate that to save every single month, every single month. Okay. Every single month, save it. Don't, don't wait till the end of the month and say, well, I'll just save everything that's left over. No, nothing's going to be left over. You're going to spend it. Don't save what's left after spending. Let's spend what is left after saving. I, I call it pay yourself first, right? Pay yourself first. You went and earned all this money. Pay yourself first before you go and spend it wastefully. Okay. Pay yourself first, right? Pay yourself first. Most try to save what's left over and it doesn't work. Savings must come first. So automate it, automate it as much as possible. I hope that you see that, that that savings rate is a direct contribution to how high your net worth is going to be. If you have a low savings rate, you are on track to fall in line with everyone else, right? Like you, you're going to be, you know, trying to figure out how to balance like social security and balance, uh, the little bits you put into a 401k or 403b or the pension that you're getting or whatever, and trying to balance all these things instead of just having this wealth that's built and ready for you to, to go and, and tap into when you need it. It's the savings rate is a direct correlation to, what the the back end of your financial life looks like you have many years ahead of you then go after it try to get as high as a savings rate as possible i'm telling you that 20 percent minimum is is easily manageable follow that 50 30 20 breakdown and it's easily manageable it is easily manageable if you'll do that but figure out what it is that you're you know how much money you're putting into each of these categories um, and start to try to figure out where you can cut, cut back a little bit and, and start to get that number higher. But I challenge you today to, if you don't know what your savings rate is to go utilize one of those methods, right? You can see there's, there's some slight variations between method one, two, or three. Um, but method three is a really good, a really good starting point to figure out, but, uh, figure out what that savings rate is for you. And then go from there, go from there, start to try to take baby steps to, to, to get it to where you want it to be. Okay. It's a great, great, uh, practice just to get into just once a year, just seeing what it is. Uh, you'll be on your way. You will be on your way to, to getting exactly where you want to be financially. Now, if you need some help with this, or you need help with any other part of your finances, uh, and the journey that you're on, head over to thefinancialmirror.org and hit book now in the middle of the screen. And I am happy to help you uh, go in and, and let's look at your finances together. If that's something that, that you're interested in. Um, if not, you know, totally fine. Not going to, to you know, hurt my feelings at all. Uh, we will happily get you get you pointed in the right direction and and 
figure out where you're at. And, and sometimes people need a little help doing it. And I'm happy to help you. If you do need to want to put, give a little extra dose of support to the stream, head to the financialmirror.org forward slash shop and pick you up some awesome financial mirror gear. I truly appreciate everyone tuning in and listening to this week's episode. I hope that you took a lot out of it and you're taking a lot out of this eight part series because it's, it's really been a benefit to, to just walk through step by step um, and just put this together because I, I think that it will make a drastic impact on your life. So if you're listening to this on YouTube or Facebook, go over and like the video, share the video, comment on the video, uh, and share it with all your friends, family, coworkers. If you're on a podcast platform of your choice, don't forget to leave that five-star review and a written comment. Those do go a long ways in helping getting the message to more and more listeners. And I hope that you will take my, my call to action right here and you'll go and figure out what your savings rate is because it will be a driver for you to increase your net worth. Till next week, continue improving the one thing you can control yourself. Peace. Well, that wraps up today's Financial Mirror. Join us next week as we continue to work on ourselves, change our mentality, and to commit to achieving the success we always envisioned. Regardless of your platform, help us grow as a community. Please like, subscribe, and share with the people in your lives. 